0: high with great ideas how psychological safety can help foster innovation try this get hold of a group of people mostly strangers and have them gather at the opposite side of a large room now run very fast towards them and just before you reach them leap off the ground let yourself fly through the air That probably sounds a crazy thing to do, and one which is certainly not too healthy if they fail to catch you. And yet this is a typical warm-up exercise in the world of theatre. Groups of actors gather together to try and create a theatrical experience which will be memorable, drawing an audience into a journey of imagination. And in order to innovate in this fashion, they need some core skills around building a sense of support for each other as they take risks and explore new ways of delivering that experience. Flying through the air and hoping someone will catch you is a powerful way of developing that sense of support. And it underlines a key element in our understanding of what makes for effective innovation. We need a sense of psychological safety. Innovation isn't a solo act, never has been. It's a team sport, a multiplayer game in which interaction amongst members helps create value from ideas. And a lot of innovation, particularly of the more radical variety, is about making it up as you go along. Improvisation. Having an overall sense of where you want to get to, but not being entirely clear about how you'll get there. It's about groping our way through a fog, bumping into plenty of unexpected obstacles along the way. It's about trying things out, experimenting, learning fast from what doesn't work. The whole agile innovation model is predicated on this cycle of probe and learn, reflect and pivot. Gradually homing in on what will work and create value. Which is pretty much the challenge in the world of improvisation in theatre or music. For a bunch of actors in an improvisation session, the trick is to go with the flow. Take whatever is thrown at you and not to respond with a, when someone tosses you an impossible feed line. It's all about yes and thinking. And to do that, you have to have not only plenty of mental agility to find a way out, but also the confidence in the others on the stage with you to get you out of trouble. Psychological safety. As Alan Alder, the famous actor, said, there's really no failing in improv. You just go on to the next thing. It's the same with music. A jazz group might start with a recognisable tune which they walk through a couple of times just to settle down and give the listener something familiar to hold on to. And then it's a case of one of the soloists taking off, stretching to find something new, something hidden inside the music, experimenting, prototyping on the hoof. The great architect and jazz fan Frank Gehry called this liquid architecture. As he explained, you improvise, you work together, you play off each other, you make something, they make something. But it only works if the soloist is confident that underneath are the rest of the band, watching and waiting, actively listening, keeping the safety net of structure in place. We'd find this model in many other creative situations. Think about a script conference amongst screenwriters, collectively exploring, pushing to find something new, some spurring direction to lift a story. Or in a brainstorming session within a design team, looking to find new ways around a problem. The need to feel safe enough to offer wild and often unproven suggestions, to throw crazy ideas into the mix, but not be afraid of having them hurled back at you. In 2016 charles duig published an article in the new york times describing an internal project at google which was exploring what made their high-performing innovation teams so successful the project was named aristotle and it looked at data from 180 teams scattered throughout the country and areas of working what made the biggest difference was not inspirational leadership or careful team selection but rather the underlying team culture, the way we do things around here, which had emerged. And the most important of these norms was psychological safety. It was all about being heard by the team, speaking up and having a sensitivity towards one another's feelings. That research wasn't a one-off. A major programme of work in the UK also found that in successful teams, this group climate is key. Neil Anderson and Michael West talk about it as active involvement in group interactions, where the predominant interpersonal atmosphere is one of non-threatening trust and support. Participative safety exists where all members of a work group feel able to propose new ideas and problem solutions in a non-judgmental climate. Amy Edmondson defines team psychological safety as a shared belief that the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking, going on to describe it as a sense of confidence that the team will not embarrass, reject or punish someone for speaking up. This confidence stems from mutual respect and trust among team members. It gives individuals a feeling of safety, makes them more capable of changing while learning new behaviours and overcoming defensive routines. And way back, William Kahn showed through his research, psychological safety gives individuals within a team a sense of voice. That confidence to speak up, speak out without the risk of embarrassment, rejection or depreciation of oneself. The reverse is also true. Without psychological safety, people feel anxious and threatened. And these emotions can reduce cognitive and behavioural flexibility and responsiveness. These behaviours might emerge in different ways. For example, threat rigidity, that frightened rabbit effect. Learning inhibitions, where the group plays safe and doesn't explore. Or saving face as a reaction to threat. But their effect is the same, to reduce or eliminate innovative behaviour. But this is not to say that building a climate high in psychological safety is all about everyone being nice to each other, not challenging or rocking the boat. Far from it. Research has consistently shown that low levels of conflict and challenge can also stifle innovation. Brainstorming is a powerful tool, but if it's practiced by getting everyone only to support and accept the ideas of others without a level of challenge or constructive criticism, it's often ineffective. Instead, what's needed is a process which enables both exploration and also robust challenge, something which film studios Pixar understand well. They've spent decades refining their internal creative processes to allow for regular daily challenge sessions which knock interesting ideas into healthy shape and enable them to deliver a steady stream of innovative movies it's a balancing act as Amy Edmondson points out teams deal in two important currencies the extent to which they're held accountable being expected to deliver and taking responsibility for what they deliver and psychological safety how far the team climate enables them to feel safe without stretching themselves and taking risks put these two dimensions together and we can map a space within which innovative behaviors emerge or not. In a zone which is high in comfort, psychological safety, but low in challenge, accountability is low. It doesn't really matter what you do. The second zone, which we might call apathy corner, is where we're low both in psychological safety and accountability. Where it doesn't feel like anything matters in terms of what you do, and anyway, no one cares much about you. Not a good place to be. A third zone is where creative action ought to happen, where there's high accountability, high expectation, but you feel so stressed by the high levels of expectation that you can do nothing. That's where the rabbit in the headlights problem comes, where you're paralyzed both by the fear of taking risks and by the sense that you need to take them. The last zone is where it all comes together, a learning zone where there's that team climate of psychological safety to enable risk-taking and high levels of innovation, the promised land. But that leaves us the question of how we might get there. What can we do to build psychological safety? Well, there are several things we can try to help create conditions for this learning zone kind of working. For example, create a positive framework within which teams can work set the expectations and boundaries, manage the accountability dimension, give support and permission. William McKnight, the famous chief executive of 3M for many years, captured it well, challenging his managers to encourage initiative but also to recognise that management that is destructively critical when mistakes are made kills that initiative. We can create supportive leadership in terms of goal-setting, Amy Edmondson suggests framing the work as a learning challenge, not as an execution problem. We can invest in team building, maybe not flying through the air games, but there are plenty of other ways of helping teams understand the importance of and have the experience of psychological safety. Whether they're building towers or devising new machines to stop eggs breaking when they're hurled from windows, they can have fun whilst also learning how to work together. We can use the clock. One of the simplest tools we can use is to ensure that people get equal amounts of airtime, reduce the risk that some people's voices may not always be heard. We can certainly revisit the rules of brainstorming sessions to make sure that there's not only opportunity for freewheeling, building on ideas, supporting new directions, but also making sure that judgment is postponed, not eliminated. Good ideas emerge through this process of both challenge and support. And we can practice intelligent failure. Post-project reviews offer an opportunity to look back to try and identify ways of improving for next time. Unfortunately, many teams have a culture in which it's difficult to own up to mistakes, and so important learning opportunities are lost in these reviews. Even worse, the same mistakes get repeated next time around. So we can try to use a style of exploratory questioning in project reviews, one which draws out the mistakes and failures in ways which are non-threatening and which allow for psychological safety.